Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Kevin. And this is No Longer Ashamed. We are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And we're here to share with you that if you're a survivor, you don't have to be alone. Our logo is a salamander. And the reason is a fire salamander can survive a fire and you have survived a fire. We want to help you with your journey to healing and hope. We are all survivors together and we walk this journey together. And you are not alone. By telling our stories, we are hoping that you will have the courage to share in your stories as well and find your voice. Because stories are so important. And for so long, I know that I wouldn't tell my story. But when I finally shared my story, that's when I got my freedom. And this is our journey and your journey to healing and hope. So come with us. Today, we want to talk about the holidays. The holidays. <laughs> Yes, especially Which, since we talked about triggers last time. Right, and... Boy, talk about triggers. And holidays, I mean, normally it's a big gathering. This year, everything's yeah. so weird. Yeah, everything's changed. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing for right. some people. Yeah. Because I know for me, sometimes the holiday gatherings were really difficult due to the family dynamics and how I had to basically be a participant even though it wasn't easy to be a participant. Right. So you have to kind of shut down. I have this holiday story. It's it's not really about abuse, but it shows how people don't listen. So I was probably six and it was a holiday at a relative's and I had stepped on a tack oh. and my foot hurt, oh. but I was, I, I, I wasn't old enough to understand that whatever oh. was hurting my foot was still in it. Oh. And I went out to the adults and I went to my favorite uncle, uncle Lorney, uncle Lorne. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah. not you know, pats me on the head, go play. So I go back and play. And then I come back. I'm like, dad, my foot hurts. Oh yeah. Go play. I mean, this went on. I came oh. out probably four or five times. Then finally somebody looks at my foot and uh -huh. goes, Oh my gosh, you have a tag in your foot. <laughs> But, oh, no. but it just shows you, you know, when, when the whole family's together, there's this whole different dynamic than when it's just your core family. And I feel like even though COVID is going to be different, how we celebrate holidays, that it's important to bring it up because there's just certain guilt. There's certain things that kind of manifest and... I don't know if it's like causes a trigger, but um, for me, I had to work really hard at not dissociating, not checking out. Yeah, I basically would just automatically because <laughs> it was you how probably I didn't even know what you were doing. Yeah, it was just how I got through, and it wasn't until later that I realized I was just checking out, and I had to start forming boundaries. I think that's my my main emphasis for the holidays for this podcast is know what you need know what your boundaries are find a, a safe way you know like we talked about when we break the secret you know your family dynamics change you have to discover what is safe for you what works for you and it may not be what the rest of your family or you know your friends can deal with but it's important for you to have that safety to have those boundaries so you can function so you can get through this right and even if a person isn't your abuser but like they're that drunk they're that handsy drunk mm -hmm. that is going to set you off 
Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, that's just Uncle Joe. He always does that. But that doesn't mean it's okay. No. Yeah. And it's okay for us to have boundaries around that. Yeah. And also sometimes at holidays, everyone wants to talk about so-and-so or, you know, someone who's not there that maybe there's a reason they're not there. And if you're not comfortable around that, well, you don't have to participate. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, subject yourself to all of this just because it's the holidays and it's family tradition. You know, it really is important to realize what matters as far as your healing is concerned rather than what matters for the family tradition for to uphold all these all the stuff that families the cycle continues we don't we ignore what was going on before because we we have to uphold all these family traditions or family secrets so also like sometimes the abuser is the favored child or the golden child and it may not be sexual abuse it might be just uh, verbal or physical or being mistreated mm-hmm. and so then you've got this golden child and everybody wants to talk like oh he's like a movie star now and isn't he awesome and you're sitting there going no he's the one who is so awful to me mm-hmm. you know it's all of these kind of things come up when we're in a family gathering and if we haven't been able to come out with our story we still have to be able to protect ourselves yeah and that's why the covid <laughs> might be kind of I a know. blessing the covid <laughs> holidays might actually be a blessing in disguise because we get to set boundaries we get to determine you know how how safe we want to be and and what works for us and so this could be like a test run for how do you feel safe and comfortable and you know what works for you and you Mm -hmm. can start this year and then use it as a test run. I wish I had it many years ago <laughs> when I wanted to just check out of family gatherings, but right. this is your excuse, so take yeah. advantage now. <laughs> but no, seriously, holidays I think is a, a trigger for a lot of us, mainly because we're, you know, stuck with dealing with a bunch of people that we may or may not want to be dealing with and also we have to, you know, be nice and act like we're happy. Right. And if you haven't been believed yeah. and that person is there, then that causes this whole uh, just for you. It's like people just go on with the holiday, but you are like, nobody believed me in this person, you know. Yeah, they're being treated the same. Yeah. So, you know, holidays, I think, and there's kind of the holidays before you talked about, before you broke the silence, before you, right. you know, actually brought this up. Yeah. Holidays are one way because you're kind of forced to be there and struggle through it. And then after you break the silence, after you change the family dynamics, then you have to come up with a new way of holidays. Right. And how do you do that? And how, you know, how does the rest of the family handle that? And then there's also this thing is if you do have a strong boundary, and the the rest of the family chooses to be with that person that you choose not to be around. Yeah. Then that makes it hard. And it it's like then you maybe are spending your holiday alone because you had that hard boundary, but that still is hard because then it's like, well, they're all with yeah, that person. They're all with what dad or you know It's like they're choosing them right. over you. They're mm-hmm. choosing the tradition rather than dealing with what happened and exactly. actually handling it in a healthy way. Right. They're, they just want to act like nothing ever happened. Right. 
when I finally told my mom and I said I would have nothing to do with my dad, then I'm not kidding you. The next day she called and said, okay, can you come over for, I think it was Memorial Day. We're, we're going to have a big barbecue. And I'm like, at your house with dad? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what they, did we just talk about? They, they want to pretend like it really didn't matter or yeah. it doesn't matter. They right. want to pretend like, well, you know, what matters is our family right. and everything that, you know, we stood for before. Right. And often like a step parent, if the step parent's abusive and the mom continues to choose that step parent, then, you know, there's just so many scenarios that can cause so much grief. And I think the most important thing is to know what you know about yourself and find that self-love so that if you can't be with family because they're not healthy that rather than feeling left out you're feeling empowered because you made that choice yeah and so holidays are a good time to redefine your family dynamics mm -hmm. to find out what is healthy for you what is safe for you right. and not everyone was abused by a family member sometimes it's someone else right generally it is someone that but isn't there always an uncle joe yeah. Isn't there always the handsy drunk uncle? <laughs> yeah, one of them. Um, but it might be someone they know, or right. you know. So it it doesn't always affect you in the holidays, mm -hmm. but for a lot of people, holidays can be really rough. And right. so this is the opportunity to find out how do you handle the the dynamics. How do you set your boundaries in a way that makes it safe for you, but you can still enjoy your family. Right. And then that is so powerful and so good. But then there's this other element of if you are getting together with family and you have a child that is really adamant about somebody in your family, not wanting to be around them, just really, you know, we have to listen and believe. Yeah. Even if it's like, but that's my brother. Or that's my, you know, that's my favorite uncle is like, we don't want to perpetrate a secret. And so mm -hmm. if there is something going on and a child comes and or is, is like, I don't want to go. And it's different than I want to stay home and play video games. Yeah, that we we it's hard because when it's our family, we want we personally want to sweep it under yeah. the carpet. So actually believing and listening to a child that is obviously uncomfortable with certain family members, which could happen at a holiday. That's so important because we might not be aware of what they're going through. We mm -hmm. might not be aware of what has happened to them, and they might not be able to put that into words right. necessarily or explain it in a way that we understand other than they just don't like being around them or right? they don't feel happy about it. Right. So if that's going on, mm -hmm. it's very important to pay attention to that yeah but the the other thing about holidays is is we get to find our own family we get yeah. to decide who we really care about and who are important in our lives and sometimes family isn't necessarily blood family yeah sometimes right. family is more about who we care about who cares for us who actually we trust and right. believes us i and think that's why Friendsgiving is so popular. Yeah. But I think, what was that? Somebody coined the phrase, family isn't uh, necessarily blood, it's who you choose. 
Yeah, I think holidays are a good time to choose who we really consider family. And make new traditions. And make new traditions, and, and this being the year of... You know, I just have to say this, Kevin. What you said in the beginning really hit me because when sometimes when things like are bad, okay, like COVID's bad, yeah. that the blessing is it makes, it forces us to redefine. So yeah. even gifts, like Normally at work, I would get little gifts for everybody, but nobody's at work. I'm not going to mail them, and I'm going to save a little money this holiday season. <laughs> you know, it is like redefining and that it's okay. And one of the things, you know, I love Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she talks about the brain, is like we get to choose. We get to think, feel, and choose. Mm. And as adults, it's like, okay, let's use COVID mm -hmm. to find out what we want to do. For me, Thanksgiving was only me and my son. Mm. And that was really weird, but it was really okay. Yeah. You, you got to spend, you know, one-on-one -on -one time. Right, because the other little... kids are in another state. And yeah. so I think, so this is kind of off the subject of abuse, but on the other hand, it's like, do we want to live in this place of this like negative of, oh, the family and oh, or do we want to take control yeah. and decide what we want and how we want it and yeah. take charge so that we are not the victim of the whole family? So maybe we've been victimized by someone in the family, but then by having to be with the whole family, then we're kind of victimized all over again. Yeah. And not only that, we're we're forced to put up a face mm -hmm. and not face reality, so to speak. We're, we're forced to fake it. Right. And, you know, disassociation is a good thing because it helped us survive. But in order to thrive, we have to stay in the present. So if yeah. we haven't set boundaries and if we haven't been able to tell our story, then we're going to go into that dissociation and we're going to, which puts us into survival mode, which as we know, the amygdala is the fight or flight, or now they're saying freeze, flight, freeze. fight, or freeze. And we don't want to spend our holidays like that. No. What I remember the most was just tuning out and then looking forward to as soon as I got away from my family, getting wasted. So, oh. I mean, basically, mm -hmm. um, just finding a way of, of coping with it afterwards mm -hmm. by checking out. Mm -hmm. And after I set my boundaries, after I kind of made it real clear stance of what I could and could not do and, and would not, it made it so much more meaningful to be oh. around my family after that because we really, I was around the people I chose to be with, mm -hmm. really cared about them, wasn't afraid of talking about things with them. And eventually, you know, I did forgive my perpetrator and I was, and I'm able to be around him now without having issues. And holidays are special because I took the steps to take care of myself and protect myself. I was able to be open to actually enjoying them rather than dreading them. Mm -hmm. Which then you had a few 
good holidays with your mom. For me, it was a total break. And so Mm. I wasn't able to be with part of my family. And I just remember when Mike was talking about, you know, his dad and how he couldn't have relationship with him. And that it's so great that we can know that even if we forgive, that doesn't mean we have to be in the same room with that person. That we always have choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important to make the choice that works for you and not settle just Mm -hmm. because other people aren't happy about your choice. Yeah. We have to make sure we're protecting ourselves, we're taking the stand that we need to take, and eventually you might be able to change, you might be able to adjust. It doesn't have to be set in stone. It doesn't have to be permanent. Right. There might be one year off. Yeah. Where you don't get with the family. And so this is the perfect this year to test drive so, what works well. So, you know, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is the extrovert gets refueled by being around people and the introvert gets refueled about being alone. It really isn't like you will look at somebody who's outgoing. So I work in radio. I'm very outgoing and I can Mm -hmm. walk in a room. I can do what I need to do, but I'm actually very introverted. So I didn't really get that until COVID hit. And I'm like, I am digging being alone. (laughs) And, And I'm thinking... Oh, no, what are we going to do when we have to go everywhere again when we have to engage? But, you know, one thing before we go is I want to talk about your wedding. And I think what I I really appreciated in our interview is when you said you were going to get married, you wanted the family there, and your wife is like, how is this going to happen? And that suddenly you kind of had to take charge of of what you wanted. And I love that, that it was like you weren't weren't going, oh, no, we're going to have to put up with this. You're like... You turn it around to, okay, this is what I want, so this is how we have to make yeah. it happen. And I think that I think that's the healthy way of dealing with it. It was for me. I knew I wanted my whole family there, but at that time I still had issues and still had to have boundaries, and I knew it, and I knew I couldn't deal with it, so mm-hmm. I, I just set out on figuring out how I can address it. Right. The last thing you want to do is check out at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I love it that you guys were on top of that. Mm -hmm. And And that was so healthy. (laughs) And that's led to where I am now as Mm -hmm. far as being in a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and in a healthy relationship with him. And which is rare. And it's a blessing. But wonderful. It is a blessing because I love my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they're messy <laughs> they're <Thank> goodness <laughs> you know they're, you know there's Can't stand a lot those of perfect family yeah i mean but i still love them all and i love that i'm able to be with my family and share and yeah i love that my mother got to witness that witness yeah. the reconciliation yeah. i think that was really good for her and uh important for her and i'm very thankful or God's guiding me through that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember a few times when we tried to tell my mom like simple things like, Mom, did you know when Grandpa babysat us, he would go in the bar and leave us in the car and throw us a, a what do you call those, orange crush? Mm, <laughs> I love those. And she would say, No, he didn't. Uh, right. So I'm so glad that with your family, even though it was hard and it was a process to work through that you did rather than that denial of that didn't happen. Right. Yeah, I'm very thankful that there wasn't denial. Right. 
Um, I think there were circumstances that kind of led to that, but in any case, I'm I'm thankful that we we all acknowledge what happened and we've kind of worked through it. Right. So some scenarios is you can work it out and be with your family, or maybe you can't be with your family, but you choose your friends that are your family. Yeah. And so it's it's just like during the holidays, take care of yourself. Don't put everybody else first. Take care of what you need, what's important for you to get through, and do some good self-care. Yeah, and pay attention to what the holidays were like in the past. You know, did you have issues? Did you have problems? Did Were there people that really upset you? Was it? Did you always have to, like me, go out and get wasted afterwards <laughs> because you were recovering from being around your family? Or like me, a good Christian, so you can't. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, in those days, for me, that was not an option. So, so you just have to stuff it and, you know. Think about what the holidays mean as far as for you, what it means. Do you dread them? Do you look forward to them? Are there certain things that always seems to be a problem? Mm-hmm. And what can you do about that? Right. And what do you want? And I'm always harping on this. I have a friend whose husband has been very sick. And for 40 years, I have told her to journal. Uh. And she said to me the other day, Oh, I wish I'd been journaling because her husband's been sick. And had she been journaling, she would have had an idea when all this started to kind of slip a little. So journal. And the thing is, is that when we're thinking about things in our head, it bounces around. It's almost like a Super Bowl. You know, remember those? It just bounces, bounces. But when we journal or we speak it, then all of a sudden it can go into the filing cabinet. Suddenly it has a place to be. So journaling or finding a counselor, a coach, a friend that you can really talk talk to is going to make a huge difference for you putting it into words Mm -hmm. really changes it journaling sometimes i have a hard time journaling because i'm very picky about how I write things and how what I write and how I write them and you kind overthink of, it yeah I do but um, I, I, I like it I like yeah. it I like the written word I teach a writing class and I'm like don't overthink it just qu- let go of the editor and write 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 yeah. and worry about the, all the other stuff later I need <laughs> to learn hard. that yeah. uh, but what I've learned that helps me is on my little iPhone I love these phones that we occasionally use as a phone um <laughs> There's a little message where you can just record messages. Mm-hmm. And if things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about stuff, I want, I journal in the message. I just mm. talk about yes. things. But putting it into words mm-hmm. really helps and helps you define it and also helps you realize I've never even said that before. Right. Sometimes I've had a few revelations where it's like, wow, I didn't realize I thought that or, you know, that mm. was... I, because I've never really said that before, right, but it's it so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's so it's such a big deal. Yeah. So put it into words, yeah. whatever and, works for and you. And that's doing the work. And, you know, I, I'm just so intrigued by the story and how important the story is. And that by telling our story, other people know they're not alone. But writing your story, mm. you know, it's like it is so important to do that kind of work, even if it's hard, is mm-hmm. write it down, tear it up and burn it if you need to, yeah. if it's too painful, but get it out of your head. Keep it safe, however, mm-hmm. whatever that means for you, as far as like, if you don't want to share it with your spouse yeah. or someone. Or women that are in very controlling, abusive relationships, they can't journal. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> um they don't have that option, yeah. but you can message it and right. 
there's there's options. There's you could find a secret code language. <laughs> yeah. But definitely it's like get it out of your head, tell your story. And you know, I love what Kevin said is like even if you can only tell a piece of it, tell piece by piece. Yeah. And the more you hear yourself say it, it's it's not like it normalizes because we don't want it to be normalized, but it's like, oh that's real. Oh, I can believe me. You put it into truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. You you bring the truth out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if we don't ever talk, if we don't ever vocalize it, don't ever write it down, we don't believe it as a truth. Right. And with COVID, if you're living alone, you don't talk. Yeah. yeah. See, I live alone and I, I get up in the morning, I have coffee. We don't talk on the phone anymore. We always text. And sometimes I don't talk until I get to work at like three o'clock. And so that's why it is so important because it's really easy to be silent and we don't even know that that's what's happening. But, you know, if we don't have a partner to talk it out with or a friend or a roommate, writing is the next best thing. Or like you say, talking it into notes mm-hmm. that will write themselves as like uh, they used to be called dragon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I've tried editing those, but mostly mm-hmm. just listening to them again is really helpful just to kind of have, you know, I'm, and part of journaling isn't necessarily to have a permanent record, right? but just no. to bring that stuff up and put it into words. Right. If you to, burned it every day, yeah, that would be okay because you're at least getting it out. You're vocalizing yeah. it. Something that, you know, when I know when I was a kid, I couldn't do because I didn't have the words for right. it. Right. There's a, a gal that talks about creativity and uh, Julian Camera, and she has the artist's way. And she says to write three pages a day, like especially when you're going through something, even if you have to go blah, 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 blah. You just write that because if you keep going for three pages, suddenly something will start to come out. Mm. And it's pretty amazing if you can do it. And even if you do it for a season, a season of healing, don't look at it as like, now I have to do this forever. Or or I have to do it a certain way, or I have to do periods and paragraphs. No, you just do it. Write with your wrong hand if you need to. Write. We. It's not about being perfect. It's just about getting it out. Yeah, that that process of of letting the words flow. Right. That no one's you know you've never spoken or talked about. And you know I know we need to wrap this up, but here's something: people don't listen. Mm. And I mm. teach a coaching class, and I love it because when the kid, when the kids, <laughs> the students are coaching each other, you can see the one who's asking the question just wanting to give advice, but they know that I'm sitting there and I'm teaching them how to ask questions. And so they have to keep asking questions until that person has told the whole thing. They and have to listen. That's right. And people don't listen. So if you can write it out or speak it out, then at least you're getting it out all the way because Mm -hmm. people don't listen. And it's just something that happens. I mean, my my mission in life is to uh, teach people how to listen. But until that happens, we've got to get our stories out one way or another. So So holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Happy COVID holidays. I hope you're all healthy. Yes. Managing. And maybe this is the time to reflect and start over with a new holiday tradition. Mm -hmm. What works? What did you have to do this year that was different? Mm -hmm. And maybe what did you do this year that was better, Mm -hmm. that worked for you? 
Right. And maybe make it a new holiday tradition. Yeah, it's that, an adventure. Yeah, it's pray for all of you that are alone that, that you get to have some someone to reach out to, yeah. to, to speak to, to. And I love that, Kevin, that you recognize because I didn't know if I was going to get to see my grandkids this year. And if that was the case, then I was going to be okay with it. And I was going to be alone. And I was going to be okay with it. I was going to make the best of it. And I had already determined in my heart. And I think that that's what you're talking about is like, let's make the best holiday that we can. Yeah, regardless of the circumstances, maybe Mm -hmm. find a new holiday tradition of reaching out to Mm -hmm. the people that matter to you in a different way, Mm -hmm. in a way that matters, in a way that... Has more meaning, actually. Has more meaning, yeah. yeah. Has more meaning with the holiday. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not all about the Christmas tree and Mm -hmm. gifts. It's it's about what happened. (laughs) You know, it's about what God did for us. It it, it so is, yeah. And even a lot of people just don't have the extra cash for gifts. And so it really is about family. It's about relationship. It's about making new traditions. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity if we can embrace it. Yeah, let's try something new. So that's it for today. We are going to have a prayer time if you want to stick with us. If not, we believe in you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. If you like this podcast, please rate and review Because that's how other people can find us. And we really want to spread this message. Father, I just pray that you would reach out to all of those who are alone this year, who are struggling because they can't be around their family or they can't be around the ones they love. I pray that you would be there for them, to be present in their lives and to remind them of the gift that you did give us, the gift that matters the most, the gift of grace, Mm -hmm. the gift of your son. And I pray that people would remember what Christmas is about and why it matters to all of us. And that even though we may be alone, we're not always alone. You're always with us, Lord. And I just pray that we would have peace and you would bless Bless those who are struggling with your presence and your peace in their hearts. Father, I thank you so much for this podcast and that um, people are telling their stories and they're hearing stories. And Father, I think that one of the things is so hard is that when we come out, we're afraid of losing our family because we don't want to be alone. And we have this huge fear of being alone. And I don't know where that comes from, but Lord, help help us to realize that being alone can be a really amazing, wonderful thing, even if it's for just a period of time. And, and Lord, I thank you that you are the God of healing and and I think of Kevin and his story and how he didn't want to forgive and then he did and, and the restoration that came with that. Lord, life is so short and I pray that as we walk through our process, because it is a process, we don't get to jump from being hurt to being healed mm. in one day, that it is a process and that we can know you are with us every step of the way. And Lord, that uh, we don't have to do this alone. In fact, we don't want to do this alone. And telling our story feels hard. It feels feels like shame. And yet when we share our story, and I, I think of two people that shared their story with me in the last week that they were really ashamed of because they were in recovery and they it took them five times 
mm-hmm. five times in rehab. And the fact that they shared that story with me gave me hope for my own family, somebody who's struggling. And so, Lord, our our stories matter. As hard as they are, as ugly as they may be, Lord, that our stories matter and that speaking the words is going to make a difference and that stuffing it down is never, ever the best option. And Lord, help us to live in a way that we're thriving rather than in that survival mode where we're reacting to everything. And Lord, I just thank you that you're such a good God that that there is healing in every kind of situation. In your son's holy name, amen. Amen.